Good evening, Hi, ladies all. and gentlemen. Welcome. It is Wednesday night. It is Wednesday, right? It is Wednesday. Okay. If the days checked. blurred together. Wednesday night, generational change. I'm Jen. I'm Peter. And we are, well, I'm just a bystander. You're very excited about this. No, it's you're not just a bystander. I mean, this is not, it's, look, this is where we are now in the world is that we can finally be out and be proud. That's how I feel. So the munchkins are coming out from the, uh, from the, what, what, what were their houses called again? What were the munchkin houses called? It, what are you talking about? I'm talking about, and the Wizard of Oz, the munchkins lived in. Munchkin land. Yeah, no, but they lived munchkin in like these land. houses. No, it was All just right. munchkin land. The oh. house landed on the witch. That's true. That is true. And of course, <laughs> we're still trying to make these things legal in the United States, which of course they're not, but- Well, they're not you know, we're here. We're trying our best. They're not here. Well, I think we're getting to the point now where there is just, people just don't care anymore. Like, no. Like, let live. Well, but this is, this is the problem, right? It's, you get the people that, obviously the people on the left agree, and then all the civil libertarians agree, and all the people that for the most part agree that everything should just live and let live. But the way that it's going to be controlled and legalized is going to be solely based on the profiteering of the oligarchs. So that is dictating the how and the when. Like that's been what the controlling thing is. It has nothing really to do with, you know, whether or not the powers that be agree whether or not it should be legal. It's how can the biggest companies profit off of it the most, squash the little people with it and have complete control of the industry. That's that's what I think. That's the holdup. They got to get all their ducks in a row to do that, you know. Yeah, they do, and of course, uh, it, it really just comes down to when, and one of the reasons why there is a lot of crossover on so on on civil liberty issues pertaining to uh, things like uh, you know cannabis legalization uh, with progressives and libertarians is that we do not want the government on our back. There is no reason for them to be there. People have the right to make their decisions. But of course, we all know why uh, it, things like cannabis and, you know, different types of psychedelics, particularly mushrooms, are not legal. We know why. Most people don't care. It's a big, big alcohol and big, big pharma. pharma. And that's it. You know, yeah. They have their they have profit to be had and they fund our corrupt government to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. And they do it because it's good investment. Well, everybody is they'd rather everybody be sort of on the teat of their product, mm -hmm. right? And if you allow for a product that essentially can be cultivated by regular people and can come from the earth and just be available for people and you can't have like, you know, this huge profit margin on it, then they're not going to want that. That's not something that's good for them. You know, they're going to rake every last dollar out of us as, as this becomes more and more legal. Well, the more and more people come together and recognize that we have a lot of uh, things in common when it comes to these core issues, the more I think we're going to be able to accomplish. So why don't we introduce who is coming on and tell uh, yeah, yeah. the crowd about Canadelic and what that was all about, especially supporting yeah. small business entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys know we spent a couple of days down at Canadelic a couple of week, weeks ago. And we did, I mean, we did some streaming from there. And then we talked about it afterwards. But we're going to bring on a few of the people that I met down there. And this is, you know... It's sort of like combining, it's the cross-pollination of my love of cannabis and my love of small business together into one little thing. So that's why I like it so much. And I feel like the more we build networks 
um, with people, we find common ground. It just helps us all. That's my, that's my thoughts. Well, you met a lot of great people. And of yes, course, I, did. I was able to corral a handful of them. And of course, we were able to send emails out and they seemed pretty enthusiastic. Okay. But of course, if we're going to yeah. promote, uh, pr- promote small businesses and cannabis, I mean, heck, you know, let's, let's do it all. Let's make it happen. Um, so the, this particular group uh, who you met, um, we'll go one by one. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Alexi who happens to be somebody who put you on social media and was uh, happy to promote generational change. And I saw you guys put that up on ours. And I'll I'll explain to her that I'm technologically like really ancient and people do that stuff for me, but I did see it. Well, anybody who's going to pay it forward for us, we are definitely going to return the favor as well. Alexi Al Natural, welcome to Generational Change. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate this. Thank you. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Okay. Who do we have now? I see my next door neighbor. Mr. Smith. (laughs) Yeah. From, uh, from Canada. Like he was at the table next to me. That's what I'm saying. He's my neighbor. And I, and you had quite a little interaction there. Let's not talk too much about what I did and didn't do. (laughs) That I, uh, I'm not used to, uh, inhaling. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's Yeah. James Smith, welcome to Generational Change. How's it going, guys? Hopefully my mic's working good. I decided to wear a headset because I didn't want it to echo back on speakers or anything. Sounds great. Yeah, it sounds really good. Excellent. And 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 we'll get to you in a second because you also right, are a no podcaster problem. and have your own influencer stuff too. So like we're going to let everybody yes, like get it all out there. And the... Uh, person who wore the most interesting outfit. It wasn't. It was gorgeous. It was basically like this black, like really luxury looking tux with little. Everybody liked it. It was popular. So cute. She's so cute. Elise McRoberts, the the Hashanista. Welcome to Generational Change. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, I mean, come on. Okay. Everything around you is like cannabis leaf shaped, including your dog's face. (laughs) Like seriously, (laughs) I'm looking at the image and all I see is cannabis leaves. That's how we like it. No, it's, it's awesome. So let's start, Alexi. Talk a little bit, guys, about you know, what you do, your business and promote, you know, but and you know, how you ended up at Canadelic. All right. Awesome. Hey, everyone. My name is Alexi. My YouTube channel is Alexi All Natural. You can also find me on Instagram. It's crazy underscore blessed Lexi, but that's crazy with a K. Um, But my kind of journey has ventured into health and wellness. I'm a personal trainer. Um, I've been in the business for at least 10 years. And out of where? You're where? I'm out of South Florida. I am. I'm out of South Florida. I'm actually located in Palm Beach County, if anyone knows where that's at. But I do travel. I've been to events in Orlando. I've been to an event in the Canadelic was actually in Miami. Um, Quick story. I started working as a host MC for a woman's event that's called Pretty High Club. Um, And I actually started hostessing the event. So I'm their MC. I kind of get everyone together. We do rolling contests, smoking contests, but it is a ladies only event. We've actually only had one co-ed event. Um, And within that event, I actually met these two young ladies that have an app. It's called the Highly Connected app. Everyone should be able to download it. it. It talks about all 420 events all out throughout the US. And that's actually how I found out about Kenadelic. So I signed up through the event highly to be connected. like an influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to remember that. The highly connected app. They're called the 
THC. You're going to make me grab a pen. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an awesome app. They have events all over the place. So Colorado, Arizona, Georgia, all over the place. And that's how I found out about Kenadelic. They were actually hostessing. They did some of the panels. They were on some of their speaking events. Um, and I signed up to be the influencer. So when I went on Thursday, the first day, um, influencers row was kind of dead. I think a it lot of people were doing the same. Us. It was, you're looking yeah. at it right there in one other, one other table for one yeah. of the days. I got there early and I noticed no one was at the table. So I just kind of walked around. I started talking to people. I started going to different tables, finding out what everyone was up to and what they were doing. And then I ended up going back to the event on Saturday. And that's when I met you and I did a handful of different interviews, give some context to put the information out there for people. Cause I love where the industry is going, but I do agree with you and the changes that are being made, that it is a little bit of uh, money hungry. Um, and never really made sense to me on how we, our taxing system works when I can, I have, and I do grow it at home. So it's kind of like, you know, where's the industry really going and how can people like you and I get involved without it reaching the higher ups and we no longer have access and things like that. So it was really, really nice to go to Canadelic and meet a lot of people um, in the industry that are starting from the ground up and really wanting to get like in the bootstraps and become the next, you know, the neighbor, the the small business, the people that are actually trying to distribute it to other people that aren't able to maybe own a dispensary or have a grow house or anything like that, just kind of really get involved. So that's kind of how I ended up there. That's really cool. And Elise, talk a little bit about, because you're out in California, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So completely different experience to what we have. Cause I know James also is in Florida. You're up, not in this, you're in the middle of the state, but so the three of us are in Florida and it's just a completely different, uh, business model, if you will, experience for people. Um, Taxation. Talk a little bit, Elise, like what you've dealt with out there in California in terms of like regulation and business stuff, anything that would just be sort of like insightful for a place like here where we don't have recreational yet. Yeah. Um, well, so I've been working in the California license industry since its inception. Um, and I even worked in the legacy and traditional market before that. And what we're dealing with in California right now is pretty sad. I mean, the headlines are going around calling it industry collapse and tanking you. Um, So I think what we've learned from that or whenever, as I'm constantly answering, why is this happening? um, It's because I think a few things. One, um, there was a lot of over prediction of the market. And so I think that's one thing to be wary of when um, you're, you know, when it's the passing from medical to recreational is being realistic about what the new consumer market looks like, because basically everyone just expected that everyone who's drinking Chardonnay was going to become a vape pen or joint smoking consumer. And we wound up with a lot more companies to weigh over competition. Um, and then on top of that, over taxation, over regulation, our consumers um, who were patients first, this industry was built on the back of medical patients um, who became consumers that are honestly being left behind when things switch from medical to recreational because everything suddenly becomes literally a third, if not like 40% more. And so whether, and that's just the, with the taxes, right? And then uh, because what we have is a distribution tax or a cultivation tax, distribution excise, then of course, 
state, local. Um, and then on top of that, the cost of operating um, being, you know, almost just way too high. So then a lot of patients who identify as medical, they really don't, or they're still shopping in a recreational market. And so, you know, have a hard time affording their medicine and thus um, a lot of these people have gone back to the traditional market. So that's what we're seeing here in California. And so I think when I look at a state like Florida, which is so different because it's all verticals. It's also extremely cost prohibitive to even enter the market there. I heard it's a million dollar a year license renewal fee, um, which funny enough, people in California say, well, I'd pay that if I was one of the only licenses like they are there in Florida. So I think um, one, the best lesson from California is don't pass an imperfect bill Really, like I know you, you know, you guys have tried to pass rec down there before and it hasn't gone through. And that's that's honestly a good thing because I believe yeah. that bill was really flawed. Um, because what happened with ours is we thought we had it right with the bill and they thought they had protections for small farmers and a one acre cap and all of these things. And then, you know, some clever lobbyists and groups were able to find ways around that and get that kind of removed at the last minute. And that's what led to stacking licenses and a lot bigger operators. And now where we are today, I mean, we've some lobby groups have had success getting taxes lowered or removed. And so we've definitely, the fight is still going on to try to fix the broken bill. But as I can realize it's seven years in now, it passed in 2016. It went into effect in 2018. We're in 2023 and industry collapsing. Um, I think, yeah, to avoid that, just really try to make sure the bill, uh, you know, you fine tooth comb it, read through everything in it and, you know, stay on it until it goes through. Like, don't let uh, any backdoor deals go on. <laughs> yeah. I think Colorado apparently has done a pretty decent job with it. It seems to have been going pretty well there. I mean, I haven't really heard anything bad about it there, but I know that it's been disastrous in California for small business. Like I know that, like, it's just not even, it's, it's just a pointless venture. Yeah. I mean, I used to be the CMO of a company a beautiful brand, Doc Greens, Berkeley-based. They were legacy um, topical makers, not even a psychoactive product from 2009 to 2018. I came on board. I rebranded and uh, helped relaunch this legacy brand to great success in 2019. Uh, last year, that company won the Emerald Cup. And by the time uh, Doc Greens won the award, they were already not operating. And that's just one story when there's so many like that. So again, this is a legacy group with over 10 years, also award-winning. So it's quality is not an issue. And uh, they did have some investment. Um, and yeah, we that company is just could still couldn't make it. Uh, I built my career working with legacy craft, um, small farmers and brands and a lot of women and minority-owned companies. And um, in my opinion, a lot of these companies do have the best products, but they, um, yeah, are struggling to survive, honestly. So it's, it's really tough. And I, you know, it, as hard as it is for all the small businesses, which is really, really tough. Just look at how um, the largest cannabis company in the whole world, Cura Leaf, yeah. they couldn't even make it in California or Oregon or Colorado. Right. So I think on the flip, you know, we care and want to talk about small business, but I think when a large conglomerate like that, who has like Russian oligarch money or whatever they say, can't even survive or uh, make it. I think that's something to be noted. Um, and I know Florida is all MSOs. Like there's really no craft or, or medical. Is that right? Is there even social equity or anything? 
you know what? I, I am not even entirely sure. It's only medicinal here. The, the, you, I right. do recall There's the a lot of home that, growers. There are, like it exists, but I mean, yeah, you might be able to talk better about that, James. And that's the other thing is that as somebody whose business is also media, you're, you're in a similar position that we are. You're not a small, your business is your media, right? Yeah, I promote my own business. And I also, my business models promote everyone else's business in the process um, of doing my own. So I try to travel. I started out just doing shows and that's how I got into this business and I loved it the energy of the people. No one's frowning. Everybody's smiling. You're going around and everybody's happy. No one's upset at a cannabis festival or a concert. And it's just, that's why I'm doing this. I put everything, I sold my boat, my motorcycle, I'm selling everything. And I just bought a brand new uh, concession trailer with two four by eight windows that open up. So I'm going to be traveling even more. (laughs) It's going to be, I'm giving it everything I have. You're going to, so you're going to be doing like streaming from the road. Like yeah, I'm also and I'm also filming other people, and I'm gonna have like time lapses and things like I did at Canadelic. You see, now I had the uh, gravity bong and I was flipping it and I was letting people smoke it and things like that. How was that I'll, for you? It, it was great, but it got me sick. <laughs> like dealing with that many people and like the hose and everything. Like I was sick for three days and just like dealing with that many. It was a lot. I still haven't posted all that footage, but. Um, I definitely got to do a little different next time. No hose and nobody touches it and they just like breathe the smoke in, but you gotta, I didn't really take that into the effect with the whole COVID and you know, you gotta <laughs> be smart about it. <laughs> and I, no, no I, contact. Love it. I love what you're doing. And, and of course we'll promote and I'd love to like touch base with you periodically from the road. Like, you sure, know, sure. I w- we could definitely have a check-in with high adventures. If you come across something cool or interesting out there and you want to like, Share. All about new products and showing yeah, people. Yeah. I like to test it so you don't have to waste your money if you don't want it. And that's yeah. another one of my things that got me into it is no, but who else does that? Who else goes to shows and films other small businesses and promotes them, tags them and does it for free just because yeah. it, it's also self-beneficial. And I like to show the good businesses as well. So like, I was like, no one else is doing it. I've been to six shows, no one else is doing it. And then I was like, well, I need to start making money. So let's make a business too and sell all the things that I've been going to all these shows and I'm seeing what everybody's not selling and I want. Right. So that's buy all that, carry everything that, that some people want that nobody's carrying. So I was really a spy for myself without knowing about it, going to shows for like six months and doing that. I have all my own footage to see where everybody's not carrying like bangers and things for less than $50 that make things spin and whatnot. Like I got $2,000 worth of that stuff. I went to dab days. Do you guys go to 710 dab days? No, Anybody? no. And I, I know what, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but we, where we live, what is it? Is it the Delta eight? I for that, for that, that stuff. No, no, I'm, I'm only about THC. I don't really promote the Delta eight and stuff. The only ones that are kind of okay, like the HAC and the THCO, but I try to stay away from those because at any time they could make them illegal. And then you like, you have products, so you're trying to promote people and now it's illegal. And now you, you know what I mean? So I try to stay away from those. I, I just like the THC myself. Yeah, I know, but we're not in the legal realm yet. It's just not, it's not in, you know, we're still, we're still not. You can go on Facebook on uh, like grower groups and stuff. And they're literally like open about it. You can literally see people grow like posting everything. Like it's nothing um, in Florida growing groups. I mean, it's out there and nobody cares. (laughs) More importantly, Alexi, I need to know about your, um, your lady smoking events, because when you were describing that, I'm like, wait, I live down here. I've never been invited to a lady cannabis event. 
Yeah, I'm going to let you know. We have another one coming in sometime April. We're trying to get it. I think the hardest thing that we're realizing is the venues. Um, in the last two years, we've had a handful of events. And the, the struggle that we have is getting the venues and then letting the venues know what we have going on. The last event we did was actually in Orlando. It was a ranch, beautiful ranch, lots of land. It was an outside event. We had DJs. We have vendors that are in the community as well, 420 friendly. Um, but as soon as we started doing the contest where we're like rolling contests or the smoking contest, the owner came, um, to like watch what was going on. And being that it is a ladies event, um, our securities are ladies, everything that we have involved being ladies. And as soon as they saw guys and the guy's security, a lot of people were like, Hey, what's going on? What is this? What's happening? Um, and we had to kind of let him know, like, he knew when we signed all the paperwork and what was going on, but I think seeing it, it was hard for him to be like, um, is this something that I want my venue being connected to? And we find that a lot where it's like, we'll yeah. do the event. And then after the event, they're like, I don't know if we're going to do this again because this is still not completely legal out here. Yeah. So it's hard to find those, but we've had so much traction. We have a lot of women supporting women kind of thing. And I think because it is a ladies only event, as women, we feel a lot more comfortable going and hanging out and supporting the venues and supporting the vendors and doing those things. Cause I've been to a handful of just 420 events in general. And when it is kind of male dominated, it's a little bit more intimidating. Um, it's a lot more competition. It's crazy. Like I still try to wrap my hand, my head around the fact that they have like pounds of different kind of strains on the table. And you're like, what, where are we living? What, how is this even possible? But when it's, um, co-ed, we get a lot of that, like machismo men wanting to overpower other when it's women, it's just kind of super laid back. So we do have another one coming up in April. You'll probably see me promote it. I'll definitely invite you to it and let yeah. you know. But I think the hardest thing that we're trying to get over right now is either purchasing a venue for ourselves or finding a venue that will consistently want to work with us and are okay with us. Like, smoking and dabbing and having vendors yeah. and doing performances and having all these things that are 420 friendly because it's like like you said every 420 event I go to people are in a good mood everyone wants to network everyone wants yeah. to socialize no one is kind of like overpowering or anything like that where I'm not a big drinker um, I like to smoke more so when I go to those kind of events where there's like open bars you know people get a little a little crazy is what I like to call it. Noxious. They get a little extra <laughs> loose. Yeah. They get a little, you know, a little more in there. For people and that aren't drinking, it's kind of, you know. Calm down. You know, I feel like, right. whoa, relax. Where I'm I'm super laid back. I like my smoking events. We have all kinds of things. We've had different contests, different vendors. And it's really nice to see just kind of the community come together. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what a lot of these events are allowing people to kind of open their minds up to is like, oh, this is something normal now. Um, I remember the first time I went to Colorado, um, being that it was recreational, I think That's growing up in my generation, even though we would smoke outside, it's kind of like you're always looking over your shoulder or you're smoking in the alley or in someone's staircase where now the first time I went to Colorado, I was like at a park yeah. and there were people smoking joints and people talking and you're kind of like, is this okay? You know, I think we're still in that. It's opening up to people. It's It's showing the community that like, Hey, this is better than a cigarette. Like 
I grew up with my mom smoking cigarettes and I hated it. That's toxic shit, man. I hated her smoking cigarettes, but then I grew up in a generation where my mom and my uncle and my cousins were in their room or in the basement smoking and they would keep the kids away. Where now I interviewed two ladies that have a company called Pot Smoking Moms. And same thing, they have a podcast, a YouTube, and they talk about what it's like raising children and not shaming them for wanting to smoke weed or hit a bowl or take a dab and being able to just deal with their kids or with their community at a level head, you know? So it's definitely opening up and it's nice to see a lot of these different events coming together and people kind of like what James said, I just wanted to go and show people, Hey, this is what's happening. Cause I think we still have that stigma in the community of like, is that even okay to be doing? Yeah. I think it's important to take a stand on that. That's always where I've been. I'm, I'm, that's who it, it is who I am. It is just yeah. the way it is, you know? I have and events like I can't even have a glass out. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the basis of like Alexi all natural. Like I'm against pharmaceuticals. I'm against over the counters. Even as a teenager, I didn't like taking Tylenol and Midol and all these things yeah. where I started growing up and I was like, you know, let me hit a joint. I feel better. My <laughs> headache goes away. I can sleep better. As a woman, I don't get cramps. Like it's all these different things and it's the natural way. I'm big on like, why can't we have um, micro dosing mushrooms? Why can't I smoke a joint before doing a test or going somewhere and making it calm my nerves where people are quick to be like, oh, just pop an Adderall, pop this, pop that. And it's like, you don't understand uh, the chemical imbalances there. Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty obvious why that's the case. Uh, mm-hmm. At least you could probably speak to this because there has been legalization efforts made in California. But we all know that this is where the convergence of progressives and libertarians come together very strongly. Uh, we do not want the government involved in the decisions that we make for ourselves. Uh, in addition to that, the government uh, wants monopolization uh, because that's what big big industry wants. Uh, you know, I saw that there was a, a bill that they tried to pass in Ohio a number of years ago, but it would have basically limited it to, I think, like 10 companies in the entire state that would have been able to distribute cannabis. And so to me, that's just an example of if uh, home grow is not included, then it's a shit yep. bill and you do not pass it. But we all know why that's the case, because, again, it's the same reason why big alcohol and big pharma have such a stronghold on Capitol Hill. They spend countless amounts of money at the federal and state level to ensure that we don't have the ability to make these decisions for ourselves. If you're smoking cannabis, chances are you're not popping pills, you're not drinking alcohol, you're not in the hospital, you are not dependent on a multitude of other for-profit industries that if you were doing these other things, you would be. If you're on Mm -hmm. cannabis, chances are you're a lot less stressed, you're probably a lot more happy. Uh, You know, you're not allowed to be happy in this world. (laughs) Yeah. And I have a military background. So coming out of the military as a military veteran, you go through out processing and you go through the medical and it's so quick to be, they want to prescribe us with PTSD and they want to give us all these downers and they want to pump us with all these pills. And it's like, no wonder why we have issues. You guys just keep pushing these things down our throat where I met a few entrepreneurs out there that were doing like small business retreats for veterans. One gentleman has a nonprofit where he um, sells things, but he helps from the profits, he helps veterans get their free medical card. And that is such a benefit because it's still a stigma in the military. I mean, not for nothing. You get, uh, when I was in the military, you get drug tested for THC and you're, you're booted. You're a bad soldier. You're out of here. 
when most of my NCOs were either alcoholics or they were pumped up right. on some sort of medication and yeah. they were the ones as stepping out of line, like getting in trouble. And I was like a good soldier and like, I just want to smoke a joint and I get drug tested and they're like, no, this is terrible. You need to go. And it's like, now you can get a pass for it. So things are definitely changing, but it is scary to think of the government getting involved, big pharma getting involved. Cause like you mentioned earlier, Delta eight, you know what, what is that really? I don't even going to the medical dispensaries. I'm like, you don't know where that comes from. Elise, <laughs> you do you know, know it? Who's growing Elise, that? Do you know <laughs> what is, will you explain it? Do you have the yeah. explanation? What is Delta eight? I do. And I mean, it's, it's perfect for Alexia natural because why you want to stay away from Delta eight or THCO or any of these synthetics is because that's what they are. They're synthetics. Yep. And we like to stick to whole plant medicine. Um, and you know, as true to the plant as possible. And what Delta eight is that gets oh, it through this loophole is they take CB, hemp CBD isolate and use some sort of chemical process. There's a lot of different ways to do it. And from what CRC I hear and that are great like for that. clean and convert it to Delta eight, um, which will then give you somewhat psychoactive effects. Um, but it's not tested. It's not uh, regulated. And um, I just stay away from all of synthetics is my general rule. Um, I know that's a bummer for people who want to feel the effects of cannabis, but I would just, you know, I don't know if I can get in trouble for saying this, but find the traditional market, find the home grower, yeah. find the hobbies and get your medicine through that way. And like in a collective model, if you can, or, or just anything really is better than I think it taking a synthetic from a smoke shop. Like I was synthetic. Um, there was a synthetic years ago that was going around um, when I was in the Salvia, military right? because something like that. When I was in the military, it was going around a lot because you were able to smoke it. But the risk was like you went crazy. I had like two battle buddies of mine that would smoke it regular because they oh, were smokers. Spice. Oh, spice. There you go. spice. Yeah. yeah. And spice, they yeah. literally had to be Baker acted because it like twigged them a little bit and they like yeah. went wild. And I'm like... <laughs> Let me just pick for my plant in my backyard because that sounds right. scary to me. That sounds <laughs> yeah. scary to me. Yeah, I'm always and you know, for me even with product, that's why I'm just a flower girl. Like that mm-hmm. is it. Like I don't need you to process it in any way. You know what I mean? Just let it dry nicely, clip it, whatever. Like I don't need any other stuff mixed with it. Yeah. Well, and that's why for Fashionista oh, yes. celebration of um cannabis and fashion, but specifically hash and hash being the solventless um, concentrate. And I'm very passionate about that because what solventless hash is, live rosin is, you know, it's just the flower fresh frozen at peak time at harvest and then made into ice water hash. And then that ice water hash pressed into rosin using minimal heat and pressure. And then that beautiful golden substance cures in about 55 degrees or a fridge if, uh, for cold cure uh, for a different amount of time. And it's a beautiful expression of the plant. It, you know, has ter- cannabinoids, terpenes, uh, flavonoids, and it's not needed, or in my opinion, the people who enjoy solventless, um, it's not about getting high right, or getting so blasted off of it. It's about enjoying that flavor and that experience. And mm-hmm. um, it's a true connoisseur um yeah, product, even though I hate to use the word product, I think it's more like, again, still a medicine, um, but it's a really beautiful way to experience the plant and that highly recommend that. How do I get that? 
Um, I hear Florida does have a pretty good traditional market. So I would just find the the live rosin producers in the area. Look for the my fellow hashinistas, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not it's not as easy to come by as as you would think. You know what I mean. And all Especially the products here, here like, is yeah. like anything that you easily find is Delta Eight for sure. Yeah, I can connect you to somebody. I think there's like a kind of an underground scene there because I heard there yeah. was a there was a cool party there, Turt Basel last year, and um, that was kind of yep. a class. one of my friends, my partners out here, the Turt Hogs, yeah. and um, they do amazing genetics flower and, and hash collapse so it's still very hard a lot of our events are underground for that reason yeah you have to know okay. someone that knows someone to know or to be involved because yeah. it's that it's that gray it's that middle gray area yeah. where it's like we can promote it and we can be involved in it but it's right. still very like but, i've been to a few events that have been shut down i've in the middle of everyone just kind of hanging out and the police are like all right y'all gotta get up out of here like yeah. this isn't happening here no. you know so it's yeah. still very yeah. Wasn't no, Kiazelic wild? Like, yeah. that, every, everything was going on on that trade. Oh, it was crazy. I was, like, blown away. I was literally right across from a full-blown dab bar. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. that I, I saw. I mean, it seemed like there was everything there. Um, but so well, there was. Typical Florida experience here. No, no. But I think technically, if somebody were to ask, it was the it, it was all the version of what's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that from a prosecutorial level, nobody gives a shit. Nobody's prosecuting that here anymore. Right. Like we have certain, you know, uh, state attorneys have flat out said we're we're just we're not we just they don't care anymore. That's right. So even though it's not recreational, like we can't go get it. They're just it's not what they're trying to do. Yeah, for me, oh, you know who's out there? I just remembered 710 Labs exists in Florida. So if you have a friend with a medical card, you could get some yeah. 710 Labs live rosin. And I would recommend dabbing that. Okay. Yeah. My, no, no. My husband has a card. There you go. Right. Okay. See, and I want to come back down there. I had a really great experience in Miami and, and, you know, meeting people like yourself and just the vibes overall at Canadelic in the community. So, um, yeah, please keep me in your loop. Invite me to the ladies' party, and I can come down yeah, and make sure. a collab. You know, so. remind me where you are in California. I'm in Marin County in Mill Valley. Oh my God, that's so yeah. pretty. It's pretty nice, and you know what? I felt bad that I started off kind of like negative with the state of the industry, and the, I actually just got home from a new store opening this beautiful dispensary, Soulful, and they support you know small farms and sun grown and regenerative practices, and it was a beautiful little party, and the, you know a new dispensary in the city with lots of community there, and so even while things are tough, you know we're still fighting the good fight and the good people who have always been passionate about the plant and it's not even about money, you know, are still here. And so I want to make sure I throw that out there and share that side too, because um, I am very grateful to be in the California industry. There's so much knowledge and legacy and history here. And of course, quality and um, amazing businesses and and dispensaries and everything. Um, so it's just, yeah, we, it's, we're going through it, you know, but we will continue to blaze through it and come out stronger. You know, it's really good. 
Where does California stand on home grow? I forgive me for not remembering all the full details of the bill that passed. Yeah, um, any adult can have six plants, uh, and then I, if you want more, you just have to have a medical card, and uh, that's obviously pretty very easy to have. So yeah, yeah. Well, any, um, I th- have always had plants in my backyard, and Marin County can sometimes be seen as conservative, like they actually don't allow um, retail here. It's delivery only. Um, And they also don't allow consumption lounges yet. Um, That being said, uh, it's so accepted. And when you're talking about parenting and and consumption earlier, I was thinking how like in California, it's very much a part of the culture. I just feel like I know so many parents who would or very open about it with their kids or would rather their kids smoke or even microdose or experiment with psychedelics than alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm originally from Chicago and it wasn't like that where I grew up. So, and I moved here over 10 years ago so I could be a patient and not a criminal. And then now Illinois is legal. So it's pretty cool to see that. Um, but Illinois on the flip does not allow for home grow. And so they're fighting that fight there to change it. So yeah, I'm super it's grateful. Every state here again it's all about big industry and I, I i don't even get high i just you know for me smoking is about relaxing and <laughs> just being mellow and especially if you have any type of you know if you're going through any type of bout of anxiety it can make all the difference in the world and you're definitely i mean i've never been a drinker um and even we if know. i do drink uh well they don't know that everybody knows. no that's <laughs> but it's a you know again if you're going to allow one you allow the other it's really just about what is being funded, uh, you know, at the state and the federal level. And that's why they try to stop, you know, you guys from doing what you're doing, which is just providing service that most people want these days. So it should be allowed. I do. I definitely want that service. Big, dumb animal. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. And Elise, I want to tell you, so I've been using that serum you gave me. It's so nice. It smells so good. Like I sit there and I rub it and do the whole thing and it smells so good. It's amazing. I very much appreciate it. He's talking about um, Green Bee Botanicals, which is a woman owned skincare company in San Francisco. And they formulate amazing products using THC, CBD, um, other plant based ingredients. And uh, one of the founders actually has a background in biotech. So they're truly effective and they source sun-grown flower from a regenerative farm. So it's just perfect all around it. Yeah, no, it's delicious. Check them out. So, and, and James, let me ask you, when you were walking around and checking out all the products, what did you find was the coolest thing there? Like, I mean, you know, for me, I'm, like I said, I'm old school. I'm flower. The guy brings it to my house. I don't even know. I'm sure it's some hybrid of something. I'm like, you know, I'm like old school, but like, talk about what you saw there that you thought would be like worth somebody like me. Which one, Canadelic? Yeah. Like what, what was the coolest (sighs) stuff that you saw there? (sighs) I mean, I gotta say, man, some of the culture clothing club stuff, like I, I took me a minute to find them. They made this shirt even for Canadelic Miami. Uh, I have some of their other shirts and some of my videos, but they make all kinds of like crazy designs and I'm hoping to get my own styles designed from them, but it's got a culture clothing club with a K, K then a C, but, uh, they're, they're stuff like no one else has it printed like this. Everyone else is ironing stuff on and not <laughs> subliminal dye and stuff. So some of their designs are crazy, but there was a lot of, um, 
Bluntsies was another one. They make all these cool little uh, copper uh, things. They were near us. They were right there. They had yeah, so many the cool little holders, the yeah, finger yeah. holders that you could have your rope and use your fingers at the same time. Did you see any of the art people that were in the back left corner on that side? I, I haven't it. posted any of that yet, but I I videoed all that and that's coming. I've just been so busy with these giveaways, but I have all the footage of all that. So whoever couldn't make it and showing their cards so everyone will be able to get their information. Um, I have that coming up as well. So yeah, I there love was a that. lot of stuff. Those guys were amazing. I actually bought a piece. I bought a signed yeah. print from one of the artists back there. Um, Elise, did you get a chance to go back there and look at some of that stuff that was like from local Miami people? I didn't get a chance to like really dive in and shop. I just walked past it. It was like, oh, that looks awesome. I was holding down my booth and I didn't uh, yeah. have much freedom. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all cool. So, and, and Alexi, tell me about what your products are, what you're promoting, like, and where can we support? So I actually, I'm actually working on rebranding and building my website again, but I have, and I do dabble in the health and wellness realm. So I do more, um, herbal supplements. Um, which oh, okay. is kind You're of not, tied into the all natural. It's not cannabis. No, oh, okay. unfortunately. But I do real estate, and I know I mentioned it to you. I'm waiting for them to pass the bill so we can start buying some green land because I would love to have a farm or some sort of like grow house or something out here in Florida, which unfortunately we get everything shipped to us. So I don't think any of these dispensaries are actually growing their own stuff yet. Um, but I do dabble in herbal medicine, um, health and wellness. Right now it's mainly like CMOS, Ashwanda, saparilla, things like that um, for teas and tinctures. Um, but I also am venturing into like public speaking, hosting and emceeing, which is why I want to get more involved in the 420 community, because I feel like a lot of people need to be just better educated on it, um, better, better educated on the natural health and wellness realm versus I call it the white coat syndrome. Everyone wants to go see a doctor and pills, wants to be prescribed pills. and wants to go through treatment and all these things where it's like, you know, I feel like the holistic realm isn't getting as much, um, I guess, uh, screen time. No one, it's all like still foo-foo. Um, when we talk about holistic health, how your mind controls your body. And if you have better connection with the two, you know, you can actually overcome some diseases and some medical issues and things like that. Um, but you can find most of my content on my Instagram right now, um, which is going to be crazy underscore blessed. Like I mentioned, that's going to be K R A Z double I underscore blessed Lexi. I'm actually the only one. Um, so I'm hoping that, uh, I think it's Facebook is dropping that verification. I'm hoping they drop that soon so I can finally verify myself because every time I look it up, I'm literally the only one that pops up. So that's really nice. Um, other than that, you're definitely going to see me out and about because I'm going to be dropping a lot more content in the like health and wellness realm. Yes. Thank you for dropping it in the chat for anyone who Absolutely. wants to add me. Um, and yeah, especially the all, anybody local, especially anybody yes. local. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can also have, um, the pretty high club. That's going to be all ladies only events. We are looking to travel. So at California, um, Georgia, Atlanta, New York, if you are, if there are any venues that would love to host us. We would love to put an event together and start getting the word out there to kind of um, get more women involved in the industry. Um, and that's really all I'm working on right now. I'm just trying to get the brand out there, rebranding, get everyone more educated on 
health and wellness. And I think a healthy mind just brings more wealth into your life as well. So that's where I stand with that. No, it's awesome. Great. Heck yeah. I am your target market. Everything you were saying, I'm like, I got it. It blows my mind. The last event that we had... Yeah, yeah, the last event we had, it was so nice because uh, um, we get a lot of women, but it's nice to see the diversity of women. We had a family come in and it was like the daughter, the mom, and then the grandmother. And it it was funny to me because the grandmother came. She was not missing the event. She came in a wheelchair. So they're like wheeling her up to the front door. And I was like, okay, look at you. She's like, I'm not missing it for nothing. I said, I appreciate that, mom. So it was nice to see. It's just nice to see the diversity. Some people come with their friends, their girlfriends, their partners, whatever. We're very open to the community. But it is just so women can feel more comfortable supporting each other um, and being more involved. We will probably do like an annual co-ed event. Um, but right now we're just trying to get the word out there and get more involved in the industry and kind of grow, yeah. honestly. It's very, it is very male dominated. And, and mm-hmm. even from a consumer standpoint, so at least, you know, the story where I met and you're going to have to remind me her name, the artist that does the gold dip jewelry, Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea. Okay, yeah. Chelsea. So, right. So yeah. I met, I, for guys who don't know, I went to the Astor Club when I was in New York, which was just really cool experience, except yeah, it's all guys. And there's like one other girl, maybe one other woman, one other, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was mostly men. And so that is why she stood out so much. So I met this artist there. Her name was Chelsea and she does cannabis art. She does. Are you wearing any of her stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. she does like cannabis, they're dipped leaves. They're dipped Yeah, cannabis. I saw her there too, yeah. And she does yeah. gold dip buds and her jewelry mm-hmm. is beautiful. But she was the coolest looking chick sitting in the Astor Club. Okay, and granted, she was the only other chick sitting in the Astor Club. Um, and, and so, yeah, I appreciate the idea of having a female event for that. Like, mm. because it is mostly men. And, well, uh, I, but I kind of disagree. I mean, the women, they're out there. It's just yeah, now. Yeah, know. we're definitely picking it up more like um, bring everyone together. And you're so wise um, to be doing events. I mean, we're all these years in and events are still um, as necessary as ever. And I feel like even in California, a lot of people still don't know where to start with cannabis. A lot of people are still like, what's CBD going to do to me? So there's opportunity for all types of events. I'm going to an event Saturday that's hosted. It's like a mom's event and I don't even have kids, but I'm going because she invited me and it's like, you know, that's, you know, you show up to support each other. And yeah, um, yeah, I feel we have a lot going on out here and I feel like in your areas, they're there too. So just keep hosting Mm -hmm. and bringing everyone together, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important that uh, small business owners, especially in the you know, the cannabis field, the, you know, psychedelic field, uh, people need to be networking because in the world of politics that we're living in today, uh, the tribalism is just so ridiculous. Uh, it doesn't get anything done. Uh, you're going to have disagreements on a lot of different issues, but when it comes to civil liberties, age, the environment, healthcare, there is an exceptional amount of crossover with most people. Uh, they agree, in, mostly in principle, uh, that these things uh, should be either accessible or an, an outright uh, thing for you know society. Oh, I think everybody should have cannabis. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, probably some of the biggest uh, wound up people that don't think you should have anything. It's like, you know, they, they, 
could be tricked into eating a pop brownie or something like that. It'll probably open up their. Uh, I know people that I've wanted to strap down and put one of those things from like the airplane mask over their face and, and just like force feed them. Well, don't get me wrong. It's like anything in society. The people that are telling you that you can't have something, they're generally the type of people that are, they're, they're not happy in their own lives. So they basically just want to take it out on everybody else. Who are we hurting, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. the potheads have yeah. always been mis- malaligned. Well, there's a big difference, I think, uh, in the perception of somebody who happens to, let's say, be a hippie and just wants to smoke and lounge all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fine if you want to. Hey, listen, you served our country. You can do whatever the hell you want, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> For anyone. What is your point about that? My point is, is that a significant portion of this population, overwhelmingly, uses cannabis and functions completely normal like everybody else does has a yep. job does what yep. they have to do and i take it for pain the, so yeah the, the outlet to having a, a, a less there's no such thing as a stress-free life but a less mm-hmm. stress yeah. having the access to cannabis and the fact that there are multiple health benefits associated with it there's mm-hmm. no reason for this not to be legalized and legalized properly because we all know that the end game is going to result in us being able to do this without any issues. What we have to do now, again, this is the whole thing about progressives and libertarians working together, is that the goal of our corrupt capital capitalist system that we currently have is that they want to monopolize it. They do not want individuals, you know, individual business owners being able to succeed. They want to be able to turn this into like Marlboro, Newport, you know, like that. They want to have, you know, if Philip Morris had it their way, they would monopolize the whole industry. So it's on us to have these conversations and make sure that we are networking off one another, regardless of whether you're in Florida, California, or wherever, to ensure that we're aware of what the government is up to, to make sure that we are protecting small business entrepreneurship, especially when it comes to cannabis. On behalf of lounging hippies, I'd like to say that um, we're very highly functional. Some are, some are not. Okay. I've always said it. If my bills are paid and I got a roof over my head and I can feed myself, what is it to anyone if I want to smoke a joint? Do whatever you want. Yeah. That's the, that's what makes America. Us. Uh, Wait, we're still here. We're here. Well. Let's give everybody an opportunity to share what they're working on, how people can find you guys as well, we wind down. Lexi just did that. Everybody, her stuff is all in the chat um, for her Instagram. Guys, follow that. And James, how can we follow you on the High Adventures? Uh, well, my Instagram is FL High Adventures, um, and I have a business one that's High Adventures LLC, the one that I just started, the the vending business that I'm starting to actually make money. Because I, mean, I do this for fun and like showing people's products, but it doesn't. Yeah. Keep it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, you'd like to make a few dollars. And Elise, talk about like <laughs> you rep different stuff. And I know you have your own stuff. So, you know, say what, where can we find products? Where can we support? Yeah. I'm, I'm up to a lot of different things in this space while also building out Elisa. So you can find me at Elise McRoberts. Uh, it's one of my Instagrams, just my name. And you can also find me at the Hashinista, just like both in the title there. Um, I also have websites at both of those. And I am about to, next month, we'll be judge in Barcelona for Spanabis. I will be judging the Emerald Cup 
solventless category. I'm building out um, a brand with a living legend who I won't name yet, but it's exciting. And um, I'm working with Green Bee Botanicals, artists like Ross Boss, High Society Collection out of Portland, um, and a lot of whatever else comes up here locally, as well as I'm talking to companies in Massachusetts and New York. So it's kind of just stay tuned for hopefully I will be dropping my first collabs both in fashion and cannabis this year. And the plan is all my products will be small batch limited runs done in collaboration with ideally other small um, businesses that are women owned, but I will probably expand beyond women too. But right now it's been all women owned businesses. So that's been pretty cool. Um, at least on the fashion side and yeah. And cannabis, I've worked obviously with men over the years. So as you said, male dominated industry. Right. Um, but actually and being in the concentrate space. That's part of what made me launch Hashinista is because I see concentrates and hash and dabbing as one of the last stigmatized categories of cannabis and kind of like everyone saw edibles, you know, it's really scary 10 years ago. And I really am on this mission to help people see the benefits of concentrates and what a beautiful experience it, it can be and how it can be part of your life in a wellness way and make the space more inviting uh, or and, um, what sort of like for accessible to women. And then beyond that, I do work with, like you said, the skincare brand and CBD brands and edible brands because, you know, want to have, I believe that there's a cannabis for everybody and it doesn't even have to be mm-hmm. psychoactive. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for asking and thanks for having me on and thanks to everyone who's, gonna follow. Yeah. No. And I think it's important for us all to sort of just be aware of who's in this space and know who like, you know, know who your allies are, know who are sort of like on your, you know, on your mission with you. So I just like to, you know, and anytime I think of any ideas where something comes up and I think of, oh, I know so-and-so from so-and-so and it, you never know where your paths cross and who comes into your life for different reasons. And when you think of somebody down the road and, you know, it's just really important to keep that. And, and James, seriously, check in on the road. It'd be totally What's cool. your guys' next events? Oh, I don't, ha- I mean, I don't necessarily even have a next event. Okay. I'll just kind of figure we'd share what we have. No, there's one Come show. Come on our show. We, when we do, we do well, lives that, twice a week. that event that's in Orlando area. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're doing the best believe show April 8th. It's a big, uh, big thing. The, Country rapper from Florida, best believe he's having a big concert release party April eighth. I'm bending that as well. Uh, yeah, it'll be like a pretty much a big concert music video thing. There's going to be a dog show there. There's going to be a car the show, a truck saying, show. I might need yeah, yeah. more details about that one too. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Know. I posted it on my Instagram and my Facebook as well. But we're also going to be uh, doing what's the other show? The Great American Biker Bash. That's in um, that's uh on the twenty second. Yeah, I think it's on the 22nd. Of April as well? Yeah, yeah, that's in Clearwater. It's at a Harley-Davidson dealership, and it's going to be like over a 1,000 bikers plus other people there. At least that's what there was last year. So it's going to be a pretty big event. Because I ride. I ride my motorcycle, so I love those kind of events. What do you call them? What? What do I call what? Motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) I call them donor cycles. Don't mind me. (laughs) I I would like to. I think I'm going to have a motorcycle one day, so. They're fun. Yeah. I love them. You just got to be very careful of the old people out here in Florida. The other one you guys will love is, uh, is it Flow Fest in uh, Port Charlotte, I believe, but that's uh, April 22nd. Uh, that, that's from Potluck SRQ that run it. They do do multiple ones a year, but uh, um, Flow Fest. 
It's going to be a car show and a cannabis thing. Oh, I love those things. I personally just found out about a cannabis ball that's actually going to be here in Miami. That's going to be on the 6th of May. There's going to be a networking event on the 1st of March. Um, Yeah, there's a networking event down in Wynwood on the 1st of March. So maybe I'll send you guys that information as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then I am going to be doing the highly connected app there's an event okay i'm definitely um, looking at it in oh my god i want to say it's may as well it's the hemp olympics um, oh yeah and I heard that. having yeah. like a workout competition i might join the actual competition and try to do my first like fitness workout competition so just a heads up um if you follow my youtube you'll hear all about that information but yeah it's called the hemp olympics i guess they're gonna have vendors and all these different kind of things out there but they're also gonna be 420 friendly so the highly connected app got me some information about that so just a heads up if you decide to add the app it's a free app um but there are events and they're all over the place so there are some in california i think that they're having in april that i was trying to look for as well just to maybe if I take that cool. yeah. yeah, love to another, another show in April is uh Florida Cup, but it's the same day as my other show on the 22nd, so they're like conflicting. So you one. can choose between I didn't, I decided Flow Fest, I already paid for it, event there. But uh, yeah. Florida Cup is a cannabis competition where all the growers in Florida you mm-hmm. have to be from Florida and you literally have to hold a magazine up, you got to do all of this stuff to like prove mm-hmm. that you know from where you are and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, I wanted to do that, but money over fame and fun right yeah here <laughs> so, you gotta try but it is something for people to go see if you guys want to mm-hmm. go see it you guys should all come out to norcal to the bay area on oh. may 13th for the emerald right. cup awards it's really in my opinion mm. the best event in the industry in terms of it's long running and it's just a beautiful showing of the true culture and the community and you can experience can- and shop cannabis in all forms and um yeah it'll be great it'll be really fun they'll probably be some up, yeah. All fun. yeah yeah they're definitely that. popular yeah and um what else did I want to tell you guys about? Oh, yeah, Spanibus. I know it's a bit soon for this Spanibus. year. Spanibus. <laughs> next year. I haven't heard this. What's this? Tell me. So in Barcelona, um, there, every year in March, it's a two-day conference called Spanibus. And it's kind of, um, because it is illegal in Spain still, but they have social clubs. It's really interesting. You can, if you're a member of a private club, do whatever you want in that club. Right. So you can mm. consume it. But you can't leave loophole, with it. Loophole. And they honestly, they will like shake you down. Like I would never wear something like this on the street in Barcelona because I'd be a target for the police and they they do search. target you and then yeah, search and take all your stuff and ticket you. Um, so I coat that's plain and look normal and then I get into the club. But anyways, I'm then <laughs> all these clubs and they're really cool experiences. They're all unique in their own way. Um, but the show is only two days and then every day leading up to the show, there's a, like a different party at a club or there's um, the Ego Clash competition. There's used to be when Frenchie was alive, the Legends of Hashish. Um, Dabadoo is an event that Mila, the hash queen, does. I've watched every video of Frenchie's. Yeah. Frenchie's. Oh, that's the best. So anybody that doesn't know, I have to say it. He is the best maker of hash, period, in my opinion. Frenchie Cannoli. 
Yeah, there's a um, documentary actually that was will be released to Vimeo really soon. So if you follow me, I'll add details there. But um, yeah, Frenchie is an amazing uh, treasure, and um, actually helped his widow, Madam Cannoli, produce the um, the launch event for the documentary in San Francisco last year, as well as his small private memorial. What's the date for uh, Spanibus? It's in March. March. Um, I believe it's 11 and 12 or 10 and 11. I yeah. So Erie, what it was is it's basically a private cannabis event because what Elise was saying was that because it is still, it's not legal there unless you're in a private club. So this is obviously something that's hosted privately and sounds like a whole hell of a lot of fun. That's what it is. It's basically days and days of private cannabis places hosting events. Yeah, and you just pop around and pop into these clubs, yeah, these events, that parties. and then the actual like a blast. Yeah, the next few days, it feels more like maybe not a canadelic, but um, or like in the original Emerald Cup. You know, there's the booths are like seeds and ancillary, and then you know it's not like. I, legally, you're not supposed to consume there. Um, right, right. You kind of see it. It's still like gray areas we're talking about. But yeah, it's but, but yet all the social clubs are hosting what they're hosting during yep. this time period. That's yep. the point. It's sort of like, you know, Art Basel. It isn't necessarily the convention floor where things are happening. You have to go to the other places. Yeah. Or like South by Southwest, I would say, you know, it's like that. It's yes. about the things that are going on. Elise McRoberts, Alexi, James, thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been a very uh, enlightening and high-minded conversation. No, and stay in touch, guys, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, look at that, James. Oh, look at that. Pass the bud. Pass the bud. Look at that. It's like a stick. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't let anyone ever tell you that ladies it's not focusing on me. I got an autofocus. Exactly. Away, so. And thank you. I would love some. We want flowers. I want flowers. <laughs> hey, I hope to see you at any of those events. You know, I always have some of me and try to smoke with everybody. That's, I try to share the love and have people feeling better than when they showed up. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Indeed. Thank you guys so much for coming Bye. on. Have Thank a good you night, guys. Thank you guys are awesome. Much love. Stay lit. <laughs> that was an enlightening conversation. Okay. First of all, you know what? What what they were? What everyone sort of alludes to this concept of just the general vibe of these types of events, and it's what you would think it would be. It's very happy, chill people. That's what it is. Well, they're not miserable. That's no, sure. it's just people. It's very happy, chill people. That's the kind of people at these events. And it's just really, so it's nice. It's a nice experience. Like you couldn't really, I can't fathom having a bad experience in a place like those, that with those people. No, and it all gets back to the whole idea of why cannabis isn't legalized, because again, it's something that allows you to enhance your ability to live. Now, of course, like anything, you could abuse it and that could. Uh, I haven't met those people. You know, no, they exist. Well, I'm sure they do. And as somebody who's been partaking in that world for very, very many years, I don't know those people. Anyway, I was trying to make a point. But uh, what I'm saying is uh, cannabis does a hell of a lot less damage to you than alcohol does, than pills do. And the fact that it's not fully legalized stems from the fact that big pharma and big alcohol are tremendous financial contributors to our broken economic system. So you don't think it's because they're concerned for our health and well-being? 
if they knew what type of bottom line they're making, they would know that it's, uh, and, and again, even the legalization tactics that are being employed today, the way that they're doing it is to try to monopolize it. So that way you don't have individual ownership as a libertarian or even a progressive would say would be the way it should go. If you want to grow it at home, you should be able to do that without incident. And I've tried growing. Like it's not a good experience for me. I'm not good with plants. No, we tried in everybody. college. Shout out to my girls from sophomore year in college. We tried. We had a plant. We had a room. We had a humidifier. We had some foil. It started getting really tall. We named it Phyllis. And <laughs> as time went on, Phyllis, just nothing happened. It turned out it wasn't Phyllis. It was Phil. And uh, Phil, you can't. Yeah. So there, you have to have female weed. Female yeah. weed is what buds. You can't have male weed. You don't want male weed. But, you know, you, you it, need, you it's not clean. as simple of a thing as people think. <laughs> it really isn't. Like, yeah, you could throw a bunch of seeds in, and and depending on where you live, depending on certain climate, you could get lucky and some plants could grow and whatever. But turning that into actual harvest, it isn't as simple as people think it is. It really isn't. And I'm still all about home grow. And by the way, when you get home grow, what that also kind of leads to, if it's not in specifically in legislation, is that let's say, for example, we're allowed six plants to home grow and I don't want to do it. I can actually give my six plants to someone who could grow on my behalf. Okay. And that person and, and the way it is, in, I know that how California, I don't know if it's still like that, but how it used to be. Um, is at least um, in places where it's medicinal, that's when you can have somebody grow on your behalf. And I think that's the concept I would like to have be with recreational, where so I don't want to grow, but I would be happy to pay for someone else to grow on my behalf. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Thank you. So we You have, know what I'm saying? Yes. Support small farmers. So I would allocate my six Assist. plants. You could allocate your six plants to somebody doing a small grow business and be part of that co-op if you choose to. That's my thought on yeah, that. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, lucid thought and a decent But as you notice, it's somewhat based on the, the collective. So so you have your book. I have next my book. Next Wednesday, we have I a thought, guest. No, next Monday. No, it's Wednesday. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. March 1st. Is that not next Monday? Are you sure? Mm. Okay, guys. So I thought it was on Monday. Good. I have a few more days. Um, we are talking with Dr. Stephen Bizrushka, and the book is Inequality Kills Us All. And I saw this gentleman. I cannot remember exactly which show I was watching that I saw him giving an interview. He um, spent many years as an emergency room physician. Um, he went to uh, med school in this country, but he grew up in Canada. So this is someone who has not only a concept of um, Canadian healthcare system in comparison with our healthcare system, but actually worked the front lines in an ER and now teaches at the University of Washington. So this is someone extremely well-versed on healthcare mm. and in, in a clinical sense and an academic sense. And this book is really an examination of the overall health of a country and how we measure the health of a country, not the health of a person. What is the health of a country? And um, just as sort of like a preview, people, uh, we're number 51. We're 51. Let it sink in. The United States, 51. When you look at these measures, when we're talking about, and there are things like life expectancy, infant mortality, um, maternal death rate, um, general, uh, like there's, there's, you know, certain factors, but we'll talk about it next week. It's very interesting. We're not doing well. I know nobody on this channel will be shocked to hear that we're not doing well. 
And shockingly, it turns out that the best healthcare in the world might be in this country. And yet we have not good results because what we learn, healthcare does not lead to a healthy country. What leads to an unhealthy country is inequality. And that is what is killing people in this country, not the status, not the that we have really good health care here. It doesn't matter. That's the point. It's really interesting. Yeah. On Monday, we may have uh, one of our favorite regular guests. Uh, we'll see if Steve is going to join us, assuming he feels well. Uh, that, of course, is Steve Grumbach. Um a lot of interesting guests that will be coming on as we go forward. Uh, I do like the panels every once in a while. Cool. Yes. What do you mean? Which kind of panels? Well, just anything. Of course. No, it's always good. Um, it's just, we need to just make sure that everybody, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for me when there's a lot of, we have one person make an appearance. Uh Uh-oh. What am I preaching on? uh, What am I preaching on? I don't know that I have anything. What, what's been go like, what do you want to talk about that's been going on? Like, I can't get anything but East Palestine, like, going right now in my head. I'm like, re- you know. I just wanted to come oh. on and remind everybody so that I gross. made a really incredible, important appearance in East Palestine today. It, it's Palestine. No, I say Palestine because I love Palestine. They're good people there. And in East Palestine, they're the best people. I came there today to let everyone know that we are going to make America great again. Again. When I get into the White House. Honestly, in all seriousness, the fact that he went there first, the fact that he is drawing more attention to it than it, it, and and Pete Booty Judge couldn't even be bothered to answer a reporter's question. If I I may, I'm talking here. Whatever. Uh, Listen, Sleepy Joe and Mayo Pete, they're terrible people. They don't care about the people of East Palestine. You know why they don't care about them? Because they all voted for me. They voted for the Donald, and they think because I'm making America great again, they're just jealous people. They're really terrible, and they allow these innocent, hardworking, great Americans to suffer mightily from this ecological disaster they're blaming you for the lack for the lax regulations yet ironically they didn't reinstall anything in there so when i do deregulation it's only good deregulation bad deregulation is how you get trains falling off the tracks terrible chemicals getting into the environment really dangerous really bad and believe me when i tell you so how would you have handled the labor the railway railroad workers union when they were trying to strike, how would you have handled that? Would you have just said, yes, you guys fight over one sick day. Let us drain you for 14 hours straight, you know, hours of a shift and not give you any sort of time off. I get the feeling you think I don't care about the workers. No, I know you don't care about the workers. No, the workers are really great people. And I totally would have agreed to at least a half day off. They would have gotten a half day off. That's a lot more than no days off. Believe me, they would have appreciated it. And everyone can use a half sick day every once in a while. I take them all the time. But then again, I make the rules. Thoughts on Pete Booty Judge? Uh, you don't really want to know my thoughts on Little No, Pete. I am. I'm very you know, interested in your thoughts on Mayo no, Pete. A, he, he, unfortunately, is just as incompetent as Hunter Biden and any other nepotistic child who's ever been put in a position of power that had no business being there in the first place. You know anybody like that? Not anybody on my side. I don't know anybody. All the people I pick are great. And they're really great, incredible people. But unfortunately- You're the parent of Beavis and Butthead. The de- Excuse me, don't insult my wonderful family Ugh. like that. The Democrats- I feel bad for Barron. The Democrats are really terrible. They're allowing this country to completely destroy itself. 
It's hard to. That's not what's destroying the country. That's totally what's happening. And we're going to continue to spread our wonderful message. We totally won in 20. We're going to win again in 24 and legitimately get ourselves back into the White House and make America great again. Again. Great to see you all. Yeah. In all seriousness, what's killing the world, not just this country, really, is capitalism plus greed. It, it, it's what's, yeah. it's imploding. And the idea that we live in a place where, to me, this, the function of our government, of what is, and when I say government, I mean the body that we put together to represent us as a collective to be able to act on our behalf for the betterment of our people, okay? That group of people is there, that is, is there to protect us from certain industries and certain businesses that are destroying us for their profits. That's the whole purpose. So the idea to have less regulation is absurd when it comes to these matters. It's just absurd. That is the sole purpose. The fact that DeWine is is, is pointing the finger at Joe and Joe is pointing the finger at DeWine and Pete won't even answer a reporter's questions. All right. I will give a shout out to, please, I'm like, Look, I, I just got back, man. Greatest crisis ever faced in American history. Can you believe what's going on, Jen? No, and I just lost my train of thought. Thank you. Oh, I lose my train of thought all yeah, the time. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Oh, I just came back. What I was going to say, actually, is that... Um, you go ahead. So, apparently, Crystal Ball put out a tweet about that there is a clause in Obamacare that when certain areas are declared, um, I guess, I don't know exactly what the declaration is, like disaster zone or whatever it is, then the people in that area can get Medicare. Um, and that, that the people of East Palestine should be having that. And you know what? That's really annoying, Peter. It's rude. And, um, and so I think that that's a really smart idea. So kudos to, for, to Crystal for pointing that out. And so guys, honestly, that's something that I've been thinking about, like places like this, because I don't think there is necessarily going to be a safe time when these people can go back there. Um, these There are places that we have to look at as basically permanently uninhabitable for the foreseeable future, because we don't need people to be living and growing food and raising animals and having their systems and infrastructure in contaminated areas. And those people, yes, should automatically be given health care. But of course, I think all of us should have health care anyway. But that aside, there needs to be some form of reparations for these people to be made whole when they cannot live where they're living. And they need to be like, you know, offered compensation for that loss. Now, whether that's they want to be bought out of their space, whatever it is, I, I don't know. But these people need to be compensated for being poisoned and their land needs to be like shut down and not habitated on if it is not safe. That's my thoughts. Come on, man, you're asking for way too much. And our government is just not capable of taking care of people individually. I, I don't understand. We've got lots to worry about with Ukraine. We've got lots to worry about with, I don't know. What did they tell me today is the most important thing? It's certainly not East Palestine or whatever they call it. They're not a priority. They're not voters for me anyway. We have to prioritize. We gotta make it, we gotta do what we gotta do, man. We'll send Pete over there. He'll go talk to them. That'll solve the problem. 
right? I don't know. Bedtime. Sorry, you don't particularly care for the no, joke. I just think it's rude when I'm in the middle of talking. I wasn't trying and you to do be that. I know. No one said you were trying. It I just happened. I was in the middle of a bit. Oh, okay. But I stopped and I let you say. Thank you. you while you were sitting there with a Biden mask on your face. Just trying to have a little fun. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we will be back on Monday, but but on Sunday night. We are going to be guest hosts on Do Dissidents. So that will hopefully attract uh, more people to our channel. Uh, that'll be pretty pretty big. I mean, they get a lot of live viewers, um, sometimes in the several hundreds, even thousands, which would be wonderful. Get some more people to subscribe to our show, and maybe we'll have more than 15 people watching at a time. It could happen. Yeah, maybe we just need to be a little bit more creative. We should have just said hi, panel, or some thing. I don't know. But anyway, we're obviously very appreciative of each and every one of you that are here. And for those of you that are here, remember, patreon.com forward slash generational change. For as little as $5 a month, you can support our wonderful Small But Mighty podcast as we are trying to transform politics into service, even though we fight like cat, you know, brother and sister constantly. But I hope you would do enjoy our banter. And if you do, please go and make a subscription contribution. If you are more inclined to be a little bit more generous. Actually, the people are getting the Lulu sticker for $5. Lulu sticker comes for the $5, but also the Lulu and Parliamentarian sticker you will get if you are a $10 contributor to our wonderful Patreon channel. But if you are so generous as to be a $25 a month patron, you can get the Tri-Blend Wonderful Silky Smooth Baseball Jersey Generational Change shirt. You know you would love to have one. You know you would love to support our show. But... If you are not feeling like going to the length of putting your credit card on file with us, you can be a little generous by just going to Cash App, which equals dollar sign Gen Change. Big Any dumb animal you got your Lulu. Now I have to wonder who you are, big dumb animal. Now I have to wonder who that is. I have to kind of figure that out. Yeah. So any contribution, obviously, is... Yeah, I was waiting on... I had to reorder stickers. That's why some of those things, like, recently just went out. So with that said, smash that like button, share, subscribe, do all those wonderful things that we ask, and we hope that you will tune in to Do Dissonance on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be guest hosting with Keaton Weiss. And, of course, we will be back on Monday, perhaps with Mr. Grumbine, but we'll certainly be here with somebody fun, and we hope to see you then. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you want to support our mission to transform politics into service, please like this video, subscribe, follow us on social media, and consider joining our Patreon, where you'll get early access to our interviews as well as other exclusive content. Links are in the description. Peace out.